What is going on, everyone? Welcome back for another episode on the Entrepreneur Cast. And today we're talking about sports cards, um, trading cards, because Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh! Um, they're going bonkers, more or less, Pokemon was. Um, Pokemon has kind of went down a little, but let's talk about sports card investing, trading card investing, sports card trading cards, uh, flipping, all that kind of jazz, grading and everything. Um, so what is, um, what's a sports card or what's a trading card? Uh, for the people that's not listening, um, a sports card could be a hockey card, baseball card, football card, basketball, um, OHL, they have OHL cards and stuff too. Um, but it's mainly, mainly those sports. Um, and then for trading cards, it could be Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and I don't know too much other, uh, trading cards that they do. I know more or less just Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And at the end of the day, more Pokemon than Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, where can you buy these sports cards? Um, or find some for sale, like, um, someone selling one. So if you're looking for, like, wax products, which is, like, hobby boxes, uh, retail, um, blasters and things like that, fat packs, um, a lot of that is retail stuff. Um, you can find it at Walmart or Target, uh, Shoppers, Drug Mart. Um, I believe in the U.S. you can find it uh, in Barnes & Noble. And then if you're looking for like a single card like a Mike Trout or a Tom Brady rookie card or a Michael Jordan rookie card, a Zion uh, rookie card, a Tim Stutzel a Young Gun, a Connor McDavid Young Gun, then you can... Uh, search eBay for them, ComC, Kijiji, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Groups, card shows. There's a lot of different ways to find these cards. I uh, I do a lot of Facebook Marketplace searching. I also do a lot of Kijiji because I find some people in my area, if they don't have cards listed on Facebook Marketplace, then they have them listed on Kijiji. I also check eBay. When I'm buying cards on eBay, I do Canada only, and sometimes I do um, ending soon, then that way I can try to snag a deal on a card that I'm looking at. Um, Facebook groups are very good. I love Facebook groups. You can make a lot of good connections through Facebook groups or join other Facebook groups because of a member that's in one of the groups that you're already in. They can suggest a group that maybe is in your area, which is even better. I always love buying local, then that way I can get it the same day or next day, rather than waiting for someone to ship a card or waiting for someone on eBay to ship your card. Card shows. Right now during the pandemic here in Canada, I believe there hasn't been really any card shows. I know they were doing one in, I believe, Vancouver um, and one in Edmonton, I believe, but they were like kind of small ones. 
Um, in the U.S., they have been having them in uh, California, I believe. I know they've been having them in Texas, Miami, um, I believe maybe in L.A. too. And card shows are very good places to make new friends in the hobby, um, grow your name in the hobby, then people get to know you and you build up your reputation and everything. Card shows are very beneficial because a lot of people are looking to sell their cards. So you can pick up some really good deals with lots or even sometimes a few cards that you're after. Um, and it could also be beneficial for you if you are having um, a table at one of these card shows with a display of the cards that you're looking to move. Maybe you have a bunch of um, hockey UD canvases from Upper Deck Series 2 that you're just like trying to get rid of at 50 cents a piece and someone comes and buys your whole case of UD canvases or maybe you have 10 graded uh, Stutzel cards that you're trying to move for $300 a piece and they're all PSA 10s even though PSA right now is on a little break. Now getting into the grading part of cards. When I talk about grading, um, a lot of people kind of know what it is and kind of doesn't know what it is. Grading is when you submit a card or multiple cards. Uh, multiple cards, you get more of a deal, of course. So the grading companies that I know of is uh, uh, SCG, um, PSA, BGS, and Mint. Mint is in Canada. Uh, how you spell it is M-N-T. PSA is PSA. BGS is BGS. And SCG is SCG. Um, and all are pretty good companies. My favorite that I think is king of the crop is PSA because they don't do subgrades. So they're going to either give you a 9 or they're going to give you a 10 if your cards are graded out like that. But if your card is in bad condition, then they're going to grade you a lower one. It goes, it's on a grading scale from one, uh, 1 to 10. And with these other companies... Um, I don't know if SEG does it where they do uh, subgrades, but with Mint BGS, they uh, they do subgrades where um, they'll do 1, 1.5, 2, 2.5, 3, 3.5, 4, 4.5, 5, 5.5, 5 10 um and what i like about their labels on their slab cases um they have a description of like the corners the surface the edges and the centering whereas psa they don't have any information on that so you don't know if you got a nine you don't know what made that card a nine um, I believe they send you like a little paper, like for each card that shows you like where, um, the problem was on that card. Me personally, I don't know because I sent all my cards through a middleman to get them graded. 
So I don't really know. I've just seen it on videos sometimes. Um, but for example, I have a Josh Norris card sitting right in front of me. And since I'm from Canada, I did grade with Mint because PSA right now, they shut down a lot of their services for grading. A lot of people think that they're going out of business, but I'm not too sure if they are. They're a huge company, so I could just see them hiring more people to, um, to help with the demand. Because they're getting thousands of cards there daily like to grade and everything. But they need the manpower. So the Josh Norris card, it's a young gun from Upper Deck Series 1, uh, 2021. And the corners got a 9. The surface got a 9.5. The edges got a 9.5. And the centering got a 9.5. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, corners from Upper Deck products are pretty interesting. I see a lot of ding corners with Upper Deck cards. Um, and that's kind of like a thing that really bothers me is uh, quality control with companies. Because um, these are investments. You do make money on these long term and short term. Um, a lot of people don't think sports card are investments. But it's kind of like artwork. People buy artwork for investments because that artwork is going to go up when the artist passes away. Um, if the artist does a special release or like does something. The Mona Lisa, for example, it's priceless, right? And it's it's a piece of art. And it's, a, it's an investment, right? Um, same thing with cards. People are calling it the millennial artwork. Um, and they're right. I love sports cards and it is art. Um, it's a collectible and they bring in money short term and long term. Uh, I was, I was selling basketball cards at the start of the pandemic and I was making good money with it. Um, flipping, ripping, uh, ripping it, which is opening the products and everything. And then, um, it, it, it and it, it's a gamble too. Because you don't know what you're getting in the pack. You're not guaranteed um, a Zion Williamson Prism uh, rookie card. So it's all a gamble. But it can pay off well. So I also did a lot of ripping. And more recently, um, now that I'm in a relationship, my girlfriend is also into the sports card world with me. And we've been buying Upper Deck Series 2 uh, Hockey 2021. And we pulled three Tim Stutzels and a Kirill Kaprasov uh, Young Gun. We pulled one Young Gun uh, Tim Stutzel and a Blaster today. We pulled two Tim Stutzels and two Hobby Boxes. And we pulled a Kirill um, Young Gun in a Hobby Box also. All investments. If we didn't pull the Tim Stutzel so late tonight, we would have sent it for Graydon this morning. We sent two Tim Stutzel cards that are going to come back a 9.5 or a 10. And then we also sent our Kirill uh, Kaprasov too, which could be a 9.5 for sure, but possibly a 10. And these cards are investments. We pulled these out of $150 to $175 boxes. Um, the blaster was only $40 two dollars after tax and it's a hundred and thirty dollar card raw right now um that i could sell for the tim stutzel 
lowest I could take is a hundred and I still made money on it. And that's raw. So raw is like what the cards come once you open them. So like they're not graded. And then once you grade them, they're called slabs or slabbed. Um, and they sometimes hold a, a better value. But if you send like a base card of Ovechkin for grading, it doesn't make any sense. You're not going to make money on it. Um, right now I'm paying $25 per card to be sent to Mint. Um, it's one of the cheaper uh, companies to get your cards graded. And they're a company that are known to grade hard. Not like grade hard where they're going to ruin your card. Like they give you grades that the card is actually like with BGS. Sometimes I've seen a really off-centered Zion card and it's still a, B, a BGS 10. Same with PSA. PSA could be graded in a card. And it could be off-centered from top to bottom, and they still give it a 9 or a 10, when it should be an 8, possibly a 9. Um, but sometimes these companies pass these cards, and I don't even know how they get the grades that they do. But Mint has been very fair and honest with their grade, and like, they're tough graders. Um, so they're one of the newer companies, but I can see them coming to play, uh, play in the big leagues with the big dogs because, um, good pricing, they're Canadian, a lot of Americans are starting to want to get their cards graded by them. Um, and, and their, their cases are nice too. Now we're getting into card supplies. Card supplies um, can include the card sleeves, the top loaders, um, the one-touch cases, the graded cases, which you can't buy. Uh, the graded cases, you get them once you get your card graded, of course. But then there's things called like team bags and graded case team bags. Um, the sleeves for the cards are called penny sleeves. The cases for the cards are top loaders and then like the magnet case is called the one touch. These are all different things that you should have for your cards. Um, for example, my slabs, so my graded cards, I put them in the graded card uh, team bag, which is like this like, just like um, a clear like bag, like with a, a sticker, um, a sticker line, I guess you can say. I don't know how to explain it. And you put the card into the clear bag and then you fold over the top where the sticker part is and it stickers it. You can still rip it off and everything, but then your card is protected. It's an investment at the end of the day, right? If someone said, hey, I'll give you $400 for the Josh Norris, um, whether that's high value for him because he's doing really good right now or they're overpaying a little bit, I'm gonna sell it. Same thing with the Tim Stoltzel or the Kareel. Everything has a price because it's an investment. Um, of course, with the Tim Stoltzels, since we pulled a few of them, we're gonna keep a couple for long-term because I think he's a very talented hockey player. He's young, uh, he's German, um, he has great chemistry with his teammates. He gets right to the puck. He can take hits. Um, 
I find he's a little small, like smaller compared to the bigger guys, compared to taking hits and everything. But hey, he's still holding up and he's still holding his own. He just got a hat trick in his first season, which was nice. And he's top five rookie right now. I'm going to check the updated uh, stats. But I believe Carrillo was first. Robertson was second. Um, third was Josh Norris. And then fourth, I can't remember who fourth was. And then Stutzel was five. Um, and then Lafreniere was like 10th, which is crazy. So it actually changed. Um, Bleacher Report just put out, uh, let's see how, okay, so this was February 10th, um, I'm just doing some research right now. Yeah, so for the whole season, the summary, like for points and everything, Kirill Kaprasov is first with 55 games played, goals is 27, assists is 24. He has 51 points. Jason Robertson has 45 points. Josh Norris has 35 points. Uh, Sharangovic for New Jersey Devils, he's a center. He has 30 points, and Tim Stotzel is not too far behind with 29 points for spot number 5. And Lafreniere actually moved from the 12th spot to the 13th spot. He almost played more games than anyone on this uh, list, other than Josh Norris. And uh, 56 games, and he only has 21 points. And he's a left wing. He... He should be um, putting out points. He was number one uh, draft pick, and it just sucks. I'm I'm buying up some of his cards in case if he has a booming season one year. Um, that's going to be the long-term investment, but I'm not overpaying for hype. There's a lot of hype around Lafreniere. A lot of people, I've been in fights on <laughs> on Facebook about this. People trying to tell me that stats don't matter to price cards. If stats didn't matter, then McDavid's cards should be cheaper, in a sense, in in their theory, if stats didn't matter. Of course stats matters, because that's how cards increase and everything. Now, talking about cards increasing in price and all... um, when I was younger, we used to price cards from a book called Beckett. Um, now, some people still look at Beckett because they can see the increase on cards and everything in there. But for me, Upper Deck Series 2 uh, 2021 Young Guns aren't in the Beckett that's out right now. That Beckett doesn't come out until like June or July. So we don't really know what cards they're going for. Well... Now people are going on eBay and they're typing in 2021 Young Gun Series 2 
Stutzel. And then this is how they're pricing cards. So if you want to know what to sell your Tim Stutzel card for, all you would have to do is go to like the filter or scroll down if you're on your PC. Right now I have my PC open. You go to sold items and completed. And then you go to ended recently and then you look for your card that's on there and what it was last sold for. Usually I would do four to six listings to get an accurate uh, value on it. Um, for example, right now a Tim Stutzel graded nine on May 11th sold for $220. That was a graded nine. So a 9.5 should add on, I would say probably 50 to $75 dependent. And a 10, I'd probably say it would be sitting around 370, 400. Um, it all depends because it's also graded with mint. So if you're trying to sell your card or you're trying to, or you're buying a card and you want to see what they sold for, you just type in like the year and then the set. And then usually I just go by last name of the player, um, whether it be basketball, hockey, baseball, or football. I do that and then you go to sold items and completed listings and then click ended recently and then you'll get all the cards that ended recently and how much they sold for and then if uh, you're buying the card then you can negotiate if someone wants 90 for it and they're selling for 60 you can say hey look at these completed listings I would be fine with paying you $55 or 60 or if you're trying to do this as a business, offer them 40. Um, so then there's some room for you to make a little money too. And then if you're sending it for grading because it sells for $250, if it's a 9.5, then there's some room to negotiate, right? If you want 60, I would offer 50, shipping included. And then I'd pay the $25 to send to Mint so then your card is uh, $75 and then boom, if it's selling for 250 at 9.5 and you get 9.5 back, you just got like $175 profit, which is sexy. Now, when you're selling cards online, like say on Facebook Marketplace or anything, you want to make sure when you sell them, you provide the card with care. Make sure it's in a penny sleeve um, for the card. Make sure it's in the right size penny sleeve. You don't want to send it in an oversized one. Um, send it in a penny sleeve that fits for it. Put it in a top loader that fits for it. Um, the top loader is like a case that uh, protects the card. Um, then it doesn't scratch or anything and then myself I go the extra mile and I put the card also in a team bag then nothing really gets at the surface or the card doesn't fall out before I put it into a team bag I will put a little piece of painters tape over the open part for the case then the card can't slide out or anything the card won't slide out when it's in the the team pack but I do it anyways 
just be extra cautious and courteous to to the buyer and then um i put the card into a bubble mailer um it's the suggested thing when you're in sports card groups or trading card groups that you put it in a bubble mailer um then that way you just know that it's protected and everything both the buyer and the seller has an ease at mind when it's in a bubble mailer i've received cards that came in just a normal plain white envelope and the card is totally damaged um i have received cards that came in uh white envelopes and they had like a piece of cardboard protecting the card the card came good but there's like no green painter's tape over the top or anything so the edges kind of got ruined um the corners didn't get ruined but the edge did so myself i go with the orange or white bubble mailer um just for extra cushion and protection of the cards some buyers are investors too you got to think about that if you're an investor or flipper um you want to make sure that that card is protected and then you have a forever customer people are going to say hey and this goes a long way. People will post on the Facebook group like, hey, Mike went the extra mile protecting our cards, this and that. Um, and then give you a rating on on uh, the group or on a website and they'll keep buying from you. Now, going over to flipping, there's a lot of good money to be made in flipping. Um, I saw that Target is announcing that they're not going to be selling sports cards or trading cards anymore uh, at their locations in the U.S. I'm sure Walmart will follow uh, Pursuit in that. So now stores are selling them online, like Target. I know Target is selling it online, which kind of makes it harder because people with bots will be buying it all up. But if you can beat them at their own game, then you're winning at the end of the day. Now, being a flipper comes with a lot of targets on your back a lot of people don't like you um so if you're in it to make money you're in it to make money and you're you're being a hustler it's just like selling lemonade someone's not gonna like you selling lemonade because they have a lemonade stand and they're not having as much sales as you because your lemonade stand is booming that's how i look at it and adults will act like little kids too when it comes to people flipping. Um, at the end of the day, it's kind of like Ruffles chips. They don't make the Ruffle chips and everything for like, let's just say $1.50. And then they sell it at the store for $1.50. They probably make it for less than a dollar and then sell it for $5.00 to get profit. So if you pick up a box of cards at Walmart and you're gonna sell it, people are gonna expect you to sell it for like maybe a couple dollars over what you picked it up for retail. And if you put $20 on it, they're gonna rip you a new asshole. <laughs> so just keep that in mind, there will be haters, but there will be people that are serious and they will buy from you. Um, I've had over a hundred packs of, of, uh, the optic, um, basketball cards and I sold every single pack 
and made quite a bit of money from it. Now, another way to make money is group breaks. People will do group group breaks. People uh, like me and my stepdad um, that invested into this with me, we would go and buy like a bunch of stuff from retail and then we do a big group break. Um, there's times that we did make a lot of money on it and then sometimes we're like, okay, we're gonna throw the guys a treat and we're gonna only charge like five or 10 bucks extra on top, like kind of per hour, just because doing group breaks does take a lot of time. There was one group break that I did and it was four hours. So I wanna be paid for my time obviously because during those four hours, I could be doing my normal thing looking for properties. So I took some of my time from that um, break and open those cards and not looking at multi-unit deals to, to invest in. But I, I love the sports card world as much as I love real estate. And uh, they both make a lot of money. Um, for example, I don't think this card was graded. So there was this Luka Doncic card and the card, let's see here. There was a Luka Doncic card that sold over the February 27th to 28th. Uh, weekend for $4.6 million. A Luka Doncic card, one of a kind. Um, it's just crazy. Like the sports card world is nuts during this whole pandemic. Uh, when I was collecting cards, it was never like this. A lot of cards were expensive, but um, not selling for millions of dollars. Like I'm telling you, it's becoming a modern day art for millennials and even people that were collecting cards way back in their day in the 80s and 90s. Um, and it's crazy. Now, cards that are being made, um, Panini makes the cards, Tops make the cards, and Upper Deck are the companies that I know. Panini kind of dipped into hockey a couple times um, and it was really cool seeing them do cards. When I was a kid, I was collecting Panini cards and Upper Deck. Um, Tops makes, um, I know that they made UFC cards, I believe. Um, now Panini's making UFC cards and we'll touch a bit on that too. I forgot about UFC. Um, there's also wrestling too. I I think Tops might make wrestling. I can't remember. And then of course the 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 king of the crop, Upper Deck. Um, they've been around for a very long time. Um, and, and all these companies are good. Sometimes I get a little irritated because they're posting quality control pictures on Facebook and Instagram and all this. But then some of the corners of cards are becoming like really bad and the edges are peeling. Um, I know Panini was really bad for cards peeling in, uh, in hockey. And then this year, there were, or not this year, but last year, there was cards peeling in certified. Um, 
which was crazy. But those are the companies for trading cards and uh, hats off to them because they've made a lot of people rich and they've also got rich. Um, and and it's a, it's a fun passion, hobby, um, business, whatever you want to call it. It's great. My girlfriend loves it. She wants to get Tim Stutzel Young Gun Clear Cut. So if anyone's listening to this and you have one, definitely reach out to me on my social media links. Um, and yeah. Now, touching a little bit on the UFC cards, uh, Panini uh, got a contract with UFC to print cards. And man, the UFC like Prism debut is amazing these cards are beautiful i've been trying to bid on a few of them just to have them in the collection and also send them for graden because when you're doing this as a business or even if you're just buying cards and then flipping them uh down the road or whatever you always want to watch the market um like I said, I collected cards when I was younger. I had a lot of great cards. I had like a Black Diamond Wayne Gretzky out of 10. I had um, a Cindy Crosby Black Diamond out of 10. Um, I had a lot of great cards, a lot of great cards from Upper Deck Black. But pretty much I was a kid and I got taken advantage of at a card store. I won't say the person's name or business because I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna bash on them or anything, but took advantage of me. They saw that I was a younger person and I had a passion for cards so that they could easily persuade me to trade these cards and make a lot of money and give me opened cards that passed off as they were sealed. Um, Gave me, gave me the cards. So, of course, I was opening them. And I wasn't getting anything good out of them. Uh, he gave me, I think, two boxes for both of the cards. Um, and, and then went our ways. And those cards were selling for like $700 to $900 back then. And I traded them for a few hundred dollar boxes. I'm blaming myself too because I was young. Um, and, and I accepted the fact, but a grown man taking advantage of a kid, persuading them to trade these two expensive cards for boxes that were opened and the good stuff was taken out of and then resealed and then traded to me, um, is a bit of a scummy move, but moving past that. Um, I got out of the hobby a few years after, and then I sold the rest of my cards to a store in Ottawa, pretty much for pennies on the dollar. I just wanted to get out of the hobby, so I took whatever for them. And then when the pandemic happened because of this coronavirus, I got back into the passion of it, but I actually didn't get back into hockey cards. I vowed to myself that I would not touch hockey cards anymore. I was strictly just basketball because I really grew a passion and a love for basketball. Um, my favorite basketball player is John Morant. Um, Grizzlies is my favorite team. 
And, like, of course, I'll cheer for Raptors if they're in the playoffs. Um, I was cheering for them when they were in the playoffs, when they won uh when they won the championship and everything because you guys stick with canadian roots and you gotta cheer for the canadian team over any other team uh in the playoffs and championship game but my favorite team is the grizzlies my favorite player is john morant i've been watching john morant uh since he was playing um in college for murray state and He's he's just a very talented player. I was kind of sad when he got injured, but hey, he had a quick recovery and he came back strong. Um, I also like Steph Curry. I've really liked Steph Curry uh, before John Morant. Um, I think Steph Curry's an amazing player. His shots are crazy. Um, and I also like LaMelo Ball. I've been telling everyone like, before he got his first rookie card coming out, I was telling everyone, buy LaMelo Ball. He's going to be a really good player over any of the Ball brothers. He's going to be the best. Uh, LaMelo is crazy at basketball, and he's young, but he has a passion for it. Lonzo wants to be a rapper. Lonzo wants to be a star. Lonzo wants to do everything else and play basketball. LaMelo Ball, basketball, basketball, basketball. And he's going to be a star because of that. Um, I'm hoping the other brother does um, come into the league because he is uh, pretty good. But LaMelo is going to be the best one out of all of them. If you're listening to this podcast right now, do your due diligence do your research and everything. I've done hours and hours and hours of research on sports cards and basketball and hockey just to have the knowledge that I do now. Um, I'm backed with a lot of investors in the sports card industry um, just for the simple fact that they're buying into my knowledge. They don't know so much about it. But I'm helping them know about it. And then they're making smart purchases and making money with their money. Because if your money's sitting in the bank, you're pretty much sending your money to die. The bank is making more money with your money instead of you making money with your money. So me, I send my money all out to make me money. If my money's not bringing back a prisoner, then I am not making money. And by that is when when the wars were going on, soldiers would be bringing back prisoners. I'm sending out my $20 bill to bring me back a $50 bill. I'm sending out my $50 bill to bring me back a $100 bill. And then I'm sending a $100 bill to bring me back a $500 bill. Even if they go out and bring me back another $20 bill, I'm still making $20 on top of my $20. I'm making more money sending my $20 out to bring me back 20 than I am at the bank. If that makes sense to you guys. To me, it makes a lot of sense because that's how I look at things. Um, and, and it's a crazy thing. Always do your research. Um, but LaMelo Ball is going to be a very good player. Um... For the rest of his career. 
unless if he gets injured really bad, and I'm knocking on wood that he doesn't get injured really bad, but he's going to be a really good player for the whole rest of his career. And if you can pick up Luka Doncic cards, pick up Luka Doncic cards. His cards are going to skyrocket too. If you pick up a Panini Prism uh, rookie card of him, keep it and grade it. And if you can pick up more, keep and grade it. Buy into the dips. If you have the money, buy on the high. Because once LeBron is gone, Luka Doncic is going to be the face of the NBA after. Um, I know he's had a couple games that he got ejected um, over the course of this week and I think last week. But he's going to be the face of the NBA once LeBron is gone. And if you want to change my mind, reach out to me on social media and I would love to have a conversation about it. But I think Luka Doncic will be the face of the NBA once LeBron is gone. And to touch on the UFC cards a bit, the UFC cards are beautiful. Um, The ones that Panini are making. Uh, The McGregor cards are beautiful. The Habib cards are beautiful. Um, The... I think I think there is Usman. I can't remember if I've seen any of his cards, but they're beautiful. Um, Rose cards are beautiful with the autographs. Uh, Israel Adesanya, his cards are crazy nice looking. Um, and these cards are selling for a lot already. Uh, Mazadov, his cards are nice. The autograph, they're all going for a lot of money. Send them for grading. I'm telling you guys, the UFC has been growing like out of like proportion like UFC is growing huge every crazy event that they have like the next fight always gets bigger like they're having multiple belt like championship fights and like bringing these big names to fight each other and everything like they're doing McGregor versus Poirier uh three I'm trying to find Poirier uh, rookie cards from Topps to buy up. Even the Topps cards of UFC are going for a lot of money. I'm trying to pick up some Poirier cards and also some McGregor cards before uh, Poirier versus McGregor 3. Just because whoever wins that fight, those cards are going to skyrocket. I'm going to try to pick them up within the next couple days. And then send them for Graydon to have them back before the fight. I'm going to try. But UFC is going to go nuts. Mark my words. I'm going to clip this and post it on my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, my TikTok, uh, YouTube. I'm going to post it everywhere. UFC cards are going to blow up. They're going to be worth a lot of money graded and ungraded. They are already. A lot of cards are going for expensive prices and they're selling. People love the UFC and um, not like their characters, but like McGregor. Um, I'm part Irish. So, of course, I got I to gotta cheer for my fellow Irish fighter here, McGregor. I love McGregor. He's he's a badass. Even though he's had a rough, rocky last two to three years, I would say. He's a badass either way. And all these people that are chirping McGregor, you wouldn't say it to his face because you would probably be in a hospital. Just saying. 
And that's with any fighter. You're chirping Poirier, Poirier would put you in a hospital quick. Um, but these fighters are crazy. And like the when the press conferences uh, get hype up or when they're fighting on stage or whatever, like these cards are rising in prices. Um, and like you could always buy like an autographed glove of McGregor or like um, an autographed poster or... Um, buy the gloves that he wore in a fight, this or that, but there's never been like really good looking cards or autograph cards or anything like that until Panini like came out and like put out a nice set of these cards and different inserts in, in the set and everything. So I'm finishing it off with this. Do your research. This is a good way to have a good side hustle. I believe I touched this, I touched on this in um, the side hustle episode. I can't remember if I did or not, but this is a great side hustle to make money with or business. I have a lot of big plans with this um, for the future. Um, I can't discuss them because I don't want people stealing my idea, but a lot of big things in the sports card industry and all i gotta say is get in it now it's never too late you can start with a hundred bucks and make a thousand dollars by the end of two weeks i've done it and so can you um it's as easy as educating yourself i've probably spent over a hundred hours watching gary v content um sports card investor content a lot of card show content recently, like I've spent hours of it. And if you can't find time, you can definitely find time. Some people, and I'm not saying all people, but some people will watch Netflix for six hours. Myself, I've been caught in that a lot. I've watched a whole series of a show in one day. And that's bad. But... That was because I wanted some leisure and, and some rest because I was overworking myself, but no excuse anyways. Some people will spend six hours or like me, 12 hours watching a series. Um, you can take those hours even for two hours and educate yourself on this sports card stuff and make yourself some money. If you make more money, the more time you can put yourself off, the more time you can retire from your nine to five job if you wanted to. And scale this. Um, for example, I'm starting a new page. It's called Fanboy Sports Cards and Memorabilia. We're going to be picking up memorabilia soon too. And we're going to do some sick custom like uh, frames for everything. Like UFC gloves. Um, hockey sticks. Like tons of different cool stuff. It's going to be a little trickier with this pandemic. But a lot of cool things coming. With that being said, guys, please do your education before you get into any of this. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just my own opinion and also what has worked for me. Um, I'm very educated in this whole sports card uh, industry. Um, so please make sure that you do your research and everything before you do get into it. I always say do your research because if you do your research, you can self-teach yourself a lot of things. And save yourself a lot of money from um, from people trying to sell a course on how to do this. 
It's very easy. Just watch YouTube videos, Google things, look at eBay listings, and you'll be all you'll be all good to go. Trust in the process and you can achieve anything. But it's been your boy Mike. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, anywhere else that you can think of. This podcast is available on Spotify and Apple iTunes, soon to be Google. Um, And then I'll be doing a YouTube podcast episode showing you guys cards and a lot of more things coming up. Um, A little little preview for what's coming on the next uh, episode. We will be talking about... um, Renault and flipping houses and possibly the whole uh, the wholesale side of real estate. Um, I'm just working on the slideshow and everything. Uh, sometimes I build slideshows or write on my whiteboard of the topics that uh, I want to talk about in the podcast just because I'm a visual learner and I have to have these things in front of me. Um, once I have them in front of me, I can talk about it all day. So... With that being said, because I'm running out of breath, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day or evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Make sure that you guys follow me on all my social medias. Then that way you can see what's going on in this crazy world of Mike's mind with everything that Mike is doing. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day.